Hey y'all, welcome to the Marty Smith America podcast. This is volume Zach Ertz. Who else is number 86? Heinz Ward. That's a good one. We've had him on the We've had him on He's the an pod. alumnus. I feel like we have to name it after him then, right? That works for me. Uh, volume Heinz Ward, one of the greatest Pittsburgh Steelers of all time. And uh, a really cool dude. When we had our conversations with him and he was going through just deciding to run Kona, uh, Iron Man was mind-blowing to me as someone who fancies himself as something of an endurance athlete, although I feel like the older I get, Lord, the more everything hurts. Um, if you guys love rambling nonsense, like today is most certainly going to be on the Marty Smith's America podcast because Travis and I truly don't have any idea what we're going to discuss. We had a plan. We had a plan, but it was thwarted. And we have a couple of amazing guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. We have uh, former NFL MVP Cam Newton coming up in a couple of weeks here. Or that's next week, right? A week from today. Well, I guess, we have, well, it depends on when people are saying a week from Friday. All right. We have, we have Cam Newton coming up. Um, I hit up my boy Reese Davis, uh, who is, of course, the host of College Game Day, both in football and basketball. And one of the most, if not the most, talented broadcaster in sports. I mean, the guy is just amazing at what he does and, and how he's able to direct traffic on that show. And his path and his personality and his kindness and his center point in his life, all of those things really fascinate me. He's someone on whom I have leaned often for advice in unique situations that troubled me. And so I look forward to diving in to Reese's path here in the very near future as well. But today, man, we don't know what in the hell we're going to talk about. And if you really like rambling nonsense, like today will be, make sure you check out Stupidity. Um, he is the, he is the czar of nothingness at ESPN. Nobody does random quite like Stu Gotts. Download and subscribe to Stupidity and the Marty Smith America on Apple Podcast. I'm pretty Spotify. Su- I'm pretty sure he had Mikey C on talking about the 49ers as he was their 49ers expert this week. Oh. What what's what's his analysis of the 49ers opportunity to win the Super Bowl in Miami? I think smoke cigarettes probably. Yeah, he burns one he burns one off the next and he told us recently on Marty and McGee that he had accrued so many Marlboro points that he now is in a position where he can accrue prizes. So hold he, that thought. Let's. I have something to add. Go ahead and do that read, and then we'll keep going with this because I've got something that is mind-blowing about him. So one thing that's great about all of the podcasts in the Levitard and Friends Network is that they are free for your consumption. Dan did one in South Beach Sessions this week that was jaw-dropping. Um, he interviewed former NBA All-Star Jason Williams. And, of course, uh, his story, many of you may know, many of you may not. Uh, and it's a fascinating story. And it's a story of a man who is every single day uh, extremely, extremely remorseful for things he did wrong and is seeking redemption every single day. Um, we have the opportunity to do these podcasts and you guys can consume them for nothing because of our sponsors and we're so grateful for them. So 
let me remind you guys of how awesome NetSuite is. If you don't know your numbers, you certainly don't know your business. But the problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, accounting, orders, and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Right now, NetSuite offers you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at NetSuite.com slash Marty. That's NetSuite.com slash Marty to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits, NetSuite.com slash M-A-R-T-Y. All right. You have something on Mikey C that's going to blow my mind. So we were talking about him at lunch yesterday and just the, cause I brought up, I asked him. Who was at lunch? Uh, bunch of producers. Mike Gold Jr. is the only name of note that was there. But we we're talking about, I brought up, asked Mikey, when's the last time he went an hour during the time that he's awake, not counting sleep, that he went without smoking a cigarette? And he couldn't remember. And so then it got brought up that somebody did the math the other day that roughly estimating that he has spent at least $150,000 on cigarettes in his lifetime. What? There's no way. Yeah. What? What's that math? They they went and checked like prices, and obviously we knocked it. How many down. darts are in a pack? Um, I'd have to research because here's the crazy thing: I've I've never smoked a cigarette before. So I'm gonna. I never had a cigarette in my mouth before. My daddy, Leo Harvey Smith, burnt one off the next. My old man was honestly the dude who fired up a Marlboro Light the second he his eyes opened in the morning, and he lit one off the next one all the way until he passed out at night. So there's 20 in a pack, and they the, they you know kind of estimated the price, and obviously it's not it wasn't expensive back then, so we kind of knocked it down a little bit. But how uh, old's Mikey? 43. Oh, I didn't know he was my age. Yeah, and so we did the math, and it was like the math of the price now was like a quarter of a million. So obviously, you know, knock it down a little bit. So, all right. So let's say he's two packs a day, two packs a day. That's 14 packs a week. I don't know what 14, what's 14 times 52? 728. That's 728 packs of cigarettes a year. God. How is he, how, how do you do that? And here's man? the thing. We, we need to sign Mikey C up for a 5k. <laughs> he couldn't and see how far he makes it before his black lung, before he regurgitates a black lung. So here's the thing that he's going to outlive everybody though. Yeah. He's probably embalmed already. Like he said, he once told me he's allergic to water. Oh my gosh. And he doesn't eat vegetables. He told me that before. Uh, usually like a, a Dunkin' Donuts and a Red Bull for breakfast. That's what he would bring in on Saturday mornings. I mean, it's a fi- as finely tuned an athlete as there is at our company. There's no, there's no debating that. Uh, I mean, he probably owns the ESPN intramural basketball league for the 14 seconds he can run up and down the floor. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, 
podcast alums, I uh, went and saw Phil Vassar last How was uh, that? Saturday. So I was worried because it was supposed to, it was like it was snowing and I, was, and I had to drive like an hour away, but it weather was fine. So I made the trip and I hit him up and so hung out with him for like an hour before the show. Um, then he went out there and just put on a hell of a show. It was just him and his tour manager was also the guitarist. It was just those two acoustic style, just, you know, putting on a show and they're basically yelling out, Hey, tell us what songs you want us to play and we'll play them. What and, did you yell? Uh, what did I yell? I yelled, wish you were beer, which he didn't play. So I'm a little upset with them, but I'm, I think I knew, but I forgot he wrote postmark Birmingham. He sure did. And he, uh, he recently released his own version of it for, uh, for Blackhawk who, you know, did it years ago and he performed that song as one of those. And that was, it was pretty cool. That's one of my favorite songs. And I only found out in the last small time increment that he had a pen in it and I've loved that song since it came out. It came out right when I got to college and I've always been such a huge fan of that song. It's wonderfully written. It's extremely well delivered by Blackhawk when they do it. And I can't imagine what it's like to hear him do it because I've, I've not heard him sing it, but he's an amazing talent. He, he really captivated me when we had him on as a guest because his musical talent across the board is is remarkable. He can play, he can sing, obviously he can write his ass off, and that's something that I am so impressed by. I feel like it's just about the greatest possible talent you can have is being able to tell a life-altering story, something of depth and great, great latitude uh, and reach in two and a half minutes or three minutes. And... Those that do it well, um, I was talking to Eric about this one time. I felt, I feel like they're in these professions. I feel like they're like doctors. There's not a whole lot of professions that can alter a life and, and certainly save a life, but songwriters do that every day. And I, some of you who may not be quite as passionate about that as I am might kind of roll your eyes at that, but I'm extremely passionate about that talent and the people that do it. And so I, um, I mean it. I, I truly believe that I've lived it. I've had, I've had a couple of songs that impacted me that deeply. And without them, I don't know that I would have had the proper vehicle to make my way through the darkness sometimes. And I know that I'm not alone. There's a million people right now, right now, as we speak, who are leaning on some type of art and certainly songs to help them through a tough time. So that's really cool that you got to see him play. Yeah. Got to hang, hang out with him. What'd y'all do? Just went down into the, you know, the little, um, green room down below. So it's like, a, it's a small venue. It's maybe 300 people connected to it, like a bar restaurant. And so I get down there and he texts me, he goes, just come on down. We're hanging out for, you got like an hour. And he was telling everybody, he, go, he just, he walked from the hotel that they're staying at to the venue, which is like three tenths of a mile, but it was snowing. And they were like, why didn't you get a ride? And he's like, I'll just walk. And his, uh, bus drivers, uh, from Tuscaloosa and I, he had, uh, some Bama Nike shoes on. So I, was he rolled tight? Oh yeah. He was RTR 
through and through. And so we're talking football. And man, I, I didn't have the uh, the balls to tell Phil like I, I didn't want to talk about Sean Wade's ejection. And he brought that up, and I'm like, Phil, man, you're crushing me right now. Like <laughs> you're my favorite singer, and you're bringing up something that I'm trying to forget about. And I don't, I I can't tell you that I don't want to talk about that right now. Well, I will tell you, uh, and I'll I've I've said it on the record, and I'll continue to say it on the record that. That play right there, in my opinion, I think that that rule needs to be altered. I that to- rule needs to become more subjective and not so black and white because there are egregious targeting fouls. There are moments like we saw in the Peach Bowl where number 44 for Oklahoma just hauled off, knocked to hell out of Clyde edwards Lair for LSU. That warrants a stiffer penalty than what I deem to be a football play. I mean, yes, yes, Trevor Lawrence got hit in the head. Yes, you can consider that by the letter of the law targeting, and I'm sure that Steve Shaw and all the official official officials would tell you that is targeting. Fine, but that's a football play. If a if a player is tucking himself away or trying to evade or trying to gain ground. Like, there needs to be an alteration in that. That might not have been a game-deciding decision, but it was certainly a seismic moment I also, in that Fiesta Bowl. I also just don't like when a college kid gets ejected from a game, and then also they perp-walk him out of there like they're some criminal. Like, let, if you're at least going to eject them, let them, like, stay on the sideline and, like, and be part of the team. Like, what are we doing, you know, telling these 21-year-old kid you screwed up and now you have to go sit in the locker room while your team collapses? Yeah, it's um again, I really believe that during the off season, uh, I have no say in the matter and I guarantee you the association of officials doesn't give two dams what I think. They don't hit but, you up and ask you your thoughts. Uh, you know, after my sterling performance at the Georgia Spring game last year, they did want to anoint me the chair, but they chose against it. In all seriousness, I I truly do believe that that rule needs some tweaking. That rule is a good rule. That rule is a necessary rule given where we are with head trauma and whatnot. But when you're talking about that type of seismic shift, it's difficult for me to look at all of them exactly the same because no two plays are exactly the same. And so that's just my two cents on that. I wasn't expecting to talk about targeting. I was, uh, but I didn't want to either. So thanks for bringing it up again and leaving a little more. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, yeah. Marty. Yep. Uh, and anyway, so I've had a unique couple of weeks here. I have now kind of made the transition out of football. It was an amazing experience to work at the college football playoff national championship. New Orleans was just electric. And that LSU team was a team of destiny this year. Uh, extremely well constructed, great young men full of individual award winners and now the kings of the college football landscape in 2020. Coach O got a, a massive contract extension, which was earned in every sense of the w- word. He is a man who perfectly exemplifies that passion for the culture in that state because he is that state. And he's a perfect guy to to lead that program. It's a very unique program. It's a very unique a very unique culture in that state. Yeah, you can't just go get like the next big thing and bring you them in to be man. that coach. They have to, you you have to understand 
Louisiana to succeed. You really there. do, and, and and it's an amazing it's an amazing place. They are a proud people, and they are they they have a, a beautiful culture that is so driven by food and by family, and and I just uh, I'm really happy for him. I'm I'm thrilled for Coach O. I couldn't be more thrilled for Coach O. Um, so it was fun to do that, and and I had a couple of my buddies, a couple of my groomsmen in my wedding a hundred years ago. My best man, Corey Reed, who actually lives in Baton Rouge and was a, a former Radford basketball player, of a good one who actually played in Rupp Arena. We'll get to that in just a minute. And uh, and Steve Bailey, another one of my groomsmen, who's actually Marquette's golf coach. And has done a tremendous job at Marquette. All they do is win conference championships. And it was so cool. Those guys just decided we're going to come see you at the national championship. And it was awesome to have those guys there and to fellowship with them and dive deep back into the men we are and what we're trying to accomplish and the leaders that we are. Corey's in a leadership position. Certainly Steve's in a leadership position as a, a college head coach. And it was really fun. To have those guys there and, and experience that together. Um, and then once football was over, I transitioned into basketball and this has been an amazing experience too. I am on the Super Tuesday college basketball broadcast team. And this past Tuesday night, I was in Lexington, Kentucky for Big Blue Nation and I was in Rupp Arena and it was lit. It was, it was rocking. Georgia was in town with Anthony Edwards, who might end up being the number one pick in the NBA draft next summer. Uh, he has an unbelievable body. The kid, look, he's, he's, he's a reclassified freshman in college. He should be by the, by his age bracket, a senior in high school. He looks like he's a 25 year old free safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he's a phenomenal athlete. So it was neat to be there, and I've learned so much so quickly about broadcasting basketball games. Uh, I'm not good at it yet. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm doing all right. People are extremely kind. But I just love being around the games. I love being around the young men. I love being around coaches like Calipari and Tom Crean, from whom I can learn so much. My broadcast partners are amazing. Carl Ravitch, everybody knows about Ravi and his amazing career. And Jimmy Dykes, who is just – a basketball genius and a a bottled up bottle rocket full of energy. He's forgotten more than we will ever know about basketball. And he's just an amazing person. Uh, I'm I'm better when I'm around him, and uh, I've only known him for a week. I'm very impressed with with that, and just just the the electricity in Rupp was cool. I had only been in that in that arena one time. And the time that I was in that arena was the 1998 NCAA tournament when my buddies on the Rafford basketball team went and played number one Duke in the first round of the NCAA tournament. It was a 16-1 game. Duke was loaded. They had William Avery. They had Chris Carrawell, Shane Battier, Elton Brand, Trajan Langdon. They were loaded, Jack. And they beat the brakes off of us. But uh, my buddy Mo Parker, uh, he had a, he had the ball down in the post about four or five seconds into the game and almost dunked on, I don't remember if it was Elton Brand or who it was, but we'd have ran out. We would have streaked across the court probably if he would have done that. But I just feel super blessed to have the opportunity to do basketball. Um, I'm loving it and I'll be doing that every Tuesday the rest of the season and then we'll be broadcasting the SEC tournament 
from Nashville in mid-March as well. I assume that you're getting though, a lot of respect them knowing that seeing you you play in the um, Saban's uh, NBA league. That- oh, for sure. That I mean, I had a lot of cred coming in. Not only that, but I mean, a lot of them. It being SEC games, you know, and the SEC network being on most of the TVs, they'd all seen my Nerf game uh, last Tuesday when old Neckbone called into Marty and McGee. I was just getting shots up. I, and I, I did think the numbers. I shot 98% from the field during that phone call. No, you didn't. I'm trying to find Dude. the tweet. I tweeted it out. You're like 26 of 40. Bulls, that so, is BS. So the, I was, the entire segment that you were shooting, I went back and – You did a tape breakdown? Yes. I'm trying to find the tweet right now. I'm scrolling backwards as we're doing this. 26 of 40. What's that percentage? Hold on. That would be almost – 30 of 40 would be 75%, right? I'm trying to find the tweet. This, this is awesome uh, podcasting right now that we're doing. 65% from the field, man, with a Nerf ball that doesn't weigh two ounces. Listen, I'm not knocking your shooting. I'm just saying that you didn't shoot 98%. I just – I don't like Shut you – Shut the li- lights out, man. I don't like you lying to our people. I mean, I, y'all didn't even get to see my crossover. But it, but it was – I was at, in awe of your ability to – uh, listen, talk, and shoot. And I hope that that like that. I think that just needs to become like a like a segment somehow. Just you guys just play some basketball. I have kids, man. I'm used to writing with their wild heathen selves running around my house. Speaking of, hi, buddy. Uh, <laughs> so let me tell you about Calipari, dude. So I've only been around him. You know, I've, I've interviewed him a couple times during the 24-hour NCAA Tournament Challenge Marathon. And now I have been in a couple of his practices. I've been in a couple of his shoot-arounds and watched him operate in those shoot-arounds. Man, the precision and the attention to detail and the intensity – that is a Kentucky, and this is shoot around, man. This is, uh, you know, four, five, six hours before their game that night. This isn't full blown practice on a, on a non game day. This is just a shoot around. I, I was, I'm so taken by how meticulous everything is by hell. I hate, I hate to use the word choreographed, but the young men that play for him are so well coached in what they're trying to do that it's in, a, it, it creates this atmosphere of utter precision and expectation. Not only coaching staff to players, but player to player. And I did an essay this week. That's one cool thing about this broadcast that Scott Matthews, our producer, is, is letting me do back to latitude. He's giving me a lot of latitude to, to inject my personality into the broadcast and, and different skill sets. And one of those is, writing those essays. And I wrote an essay about how Calipari rewrote college basketball protocol by embracing the one and done rather than shunning the greatest players based on what might be a short tenure at the school. And the proof is, is I mean, it's a, it's a proven method for the player. Now, I don't think they've won a national championship since 2012. That's correct. At Kentucky. But – during his tenure at Kentucky, now these numbers are off the top of my head based on what I reported the other night, but here is what the numbers are. They've had 38 draft picks during the Calipari tenure, 
29 of those are first round draft picks. 21 of those are lottery picks. And three of those are number one overall. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, and John Wall are all number one overall picks. And, and when I put that essay on the internet and the Kentucky folks retweeted it on the Twitter machine, it just went crazy because that fan base is so passionate. Oh, Big Blue Nation is, and then Calipari being as polarizing as he is, it's a, it's a, a monster when you put those two together. It's a monster. And, and you know what? It's so cool to be immersed in it. I'm really enjoying it. And I love, you know me, man. I'm all about passion. We control three things every day, kindness, effort, passion. And when you bring it the way that they bring it, I'm in. I'm enjoying it very much. And I will tell you this too. The young men that I've gotten to know that are on that team are amazing kids. Aston Hagens and Tyrese Maxey and Nick Richards. And all those guys are really, really good kids. And, like, it's just interesting. The fact that he can take these young men who have been told since they were, what, 10, 11 years old that they were Michael Jordan, that they were going to be these transcendent paradigm-shifting talents, all to come together under one roof, as it were, and 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 mold them into a cohesive unit that's actually playing for one another and and a greater purpose it's it's impressive to me man i think one thing that he's done is he's he's been always been upfront about what's going on he was the first one to embrace the one and done but also like tell player that's you know buy in here and you'll reap the rewards in the nba you know what the great ones do? And I, I've said those exact words that I just said about Calipari, about Nick Saban. And what they all do, what those guys do, and this includes Dabo, this includes Saban, Cal, you know, Tom Izzo, the great, 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 greats, like the legends, the Hall of Fame talents, all tell the young men the same message. We want you at our school. You will excel at our school. You will help us win. I will give you the opportunity to earn a position to play. You can earn playing time. Everything is earned. Nothing is given. When you, when you build that, man, you are doing it when you've built that. And, and those guys have all done that. We'll see what happens with LSU football next year because they are, they lost so much talent to the NFL. And that includes Joe Brady, who's here with me in Charlotte now. We'll see how that transpires next year. And, and what that looks like. But. And they went. No Dave Aranda. No Dave Aranda. When I look at the talent this year that LSU had on that football field, it is just, just, just eye popping. The amount of talent everywhere. Elite wide receivers. Elite running back. Best quarterback in the country. Who's just a dog. Joe Burrow's a dog, man. Joe Burrow don't take no crap off anybody or anything. Self-confidence for days. Coach's kid. I, that's just on that side of the ball. And their offensive line was really good too, just for the record. Then you go to the de- defensive side of the ball and you, you know, you have just dudes all over the field. Derek Stingley's going to end up being one of the greatest college corners ever. And he's going to be playing offense too. Like he has to play the next two years, folks. Like he, he <laughs> he's going to be up. playing offense too. And you know what else? Don't be surprised, Bayou Nation, 
if he's got a seven on his back. And speaking of sevens, that man Delpit, that man Delpit is a is a dude. That's and what, Jacoby Stevens decided to come back. That's a freight train. What's up, people with Delpit? I think a lot of people didn't realize or pay attention was he was beat up most of so the, beat up. Like and when he sat out the Arkansas game, pretty sure it was Arkansas, and got himself healthy. Once he got himself healthy, he came back more confident, and they beat the brakes off of A and M. They beat the brakes off of Georgia in the SEC championship. They beat the brakes off OU in the Peach Bowl. And and who was making plays early in that game when it was so dude, the fever pitch in the Superdome at the start of that national championship was I mean, it's it's impossible for me to describe the energy and the and how loud it was. Well, so I don't know because I honestly I didn't watch the game. Not gonna lie, it was it was a it was beautiful. It was a beautiful scene. Home game for LSU. Chip on ma- massive chip on Clemson's shoulder. It was amazing to watch. Do we know if that city's sobered up yet? From uh, though I don't know. Zion came back too. I don't so. think that that city ever sobers up. But have they even got a little bit? Like yeah, with Zion back, it's just it's been a hell of a month for them. Speaking of the New Orleans party that never sleeps, my buddies took me to this place called Goldmine. All right, it's like an old like honky tonk kind of place. It is a hole in the wall of epic proportions, and they had this shot called a flaming Dr. Pepper. And all I can tell you is I think it was Fireball. I think it was Fireball and Dr. Pepper, and I think they took a butane torch and lit it on fire. Like, it was on fire when they handed it to you. And people were shooting them, shooting the flame, dude. Yeah, the, the smart you got to be smart, and blow, a lot of people will, won't blow the flame out. And then they try to take the shot, and that doesn't end well. That brings a whole new meaning to uh, shooting the fire. When I was a kid, I mean, we'd, we'd build a fire out in the woods and pull out 12 gauges and 410s and 22s and just shoot at the fire. Don't ask. <laughs> it's a new year, Travis. And that means it's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty makes that challenge easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications pour in, ZipRecruiter analyzes everyone and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. Right now, my listeners, you folks, can try ZipRecruiter for free. No, no dollars, no cents. Zero dollars, zero cents at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-A-R-T-Y, ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, uh, I hope you guys managed to get something out of the Heinz Ward episode of the Marty Smith America podcast. I mean, if nothing else, you now have my opinion on John Calipari and the LSU Tigers. And you know how much money you can save if you don't smoke cigarettes. So you're welcome, America. You're welcome, America. Thank you guys so much for listening and being so loyal. Again, coming up, we have some amazing guests. We have Cam Newton next week. We have Reese Davis coming up very soon. And I got a couple up my sleeve that I'm hoping that we can pull off as well. Um, because I know you guys are really enjoying them. I'll say this too. This is an important thing to say. 
I am so grateful for every one of you guys who've stopped me, who've reached out about the Cash Daniel interview we did last week. I saw Cash at the Kentucky-Georgia basketball game. He was there uh, to to receive the trophy from the Belk Bowl victory over at Virginia Tech uh, down here in Charlotte. Sorry, what team was and, that? Virginia Tech. And I will tell you, uh, I, he came down and said hello to me, and I was able to give him a big hug, and I told him, what he what he was willing to say, the words he was willing to say, the vulnerability he was willing to display impacted a ton of lives. It prompted other men who may have been suppressing some issues that they're dealing with to go ahead and, and admit it and go ahead and do something about it. That takes a real man. And I'm really proud of him and really grateful to him that he chose our platform to be so honest. So thank you to Cash. Uh, I appreciate him so much. He's got a really bright future, no matter what that future is. I think he's got a lot of football left in him, and I certainly hope so. I'm cheering for him every day. Thank you so much to our law enforcement officials all over the country, keeping our community safe, our policemen, our firemen, our, our first responders who work so hard to make sure our communities are safe. I'm so grateful for our military all over this world, our men and women in uniform, sacrificing their time at home with their families, sacrificing, at, in many cases, their lives so that we can live in a free country, the best country. So thank you guys, all of you, who have served and are currently serving in the United States military. That's our time. Thank you. That is Marty Smith's America, Volume 86. We'll try to do better next time. See you.